Blog Talk Radio. The following is a presentation of the Alliance-Wrestling.com. This is the Alliance Guys podcast on Blog Talk Radio for Alliance-Wrestling.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Alliance guys have returned to blog talk radio, where we almost returned uh, because there's only two of us tonight. Uh, DKN is on assignment, so he will not be joining us, but with me is my lovely co-host, Jaden. Jaden, how are you? <laughs> lovely co-host. I'm doing great. And that song, that brings back some memories. Yeah, that was uh, early, early, uh, I think 2009, 2010, and it's certainly dated because my 13-year-old daughter did that intro for us, and uh, that was when she was like six or seven, so it's been a while, but thought I'd pull it out of the old closet, dust it off, and see how it fit Poe, because the Alliance guys are returning back to a, another episode. This is episode number two of 2018. So I think we, uh, we've already doubled the amount of episodes we had last year. Oh, that's great. And now we have double the pleasure, double your fun here at the Alliance guys talk radio show. (laughs) So, um, without any more hesitation, if you guys want to join the show, if you're listening live, our uh, guest call in number is six, five, seven, three, eight, three, one five four three. I know it doesn't roll off the tongue or anything, but that number again is six five seven three eight three one five four three. And we're going to be talking about the National Wrestling Alliance. And uh, without any further ado, late breaking news: the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, who has successfully defended his world title in the UK, in Ireland, and United States in China is now scheduled to return back to Hollywood, California uh, for the next round of the championship wrestling from Hollywood television taping. No word on who he's facing yet or if the world title will even be on the line. DK, uh, well, DK is not with us, but Jaden, what are your thoughts on the NWA world champion with all this and his return to Hollywood? I'm a big fan of Nick Aldis. Um, I think he's a very respectable champion. Um, he's doing a great job with championship. Uh, Hollywood is another great place to showcase them. I've always kind of, I don't know, I, I have this weird thing about them highlighting the NWA championship and still talking about their own world's championship. But it's a great place for, I think, a symbiotic relationship with the NWA and championship wrestling from Hollywood working together. I mean, it already brought them to China. It got them on national exposure. It showed them recently beating, uh, Aldis recently beating a, a former WWE superstar on their program. So I hope there's something worthwhile and noteworthy that's going on at this taping that further elevates the brand and the, the championship. And definitely Nick Aldis is the champion. I mean, he's got a lot of great things coming up on him. He recently defeated Tommy Dreamer in Philadelphia he defeated Lance on Hawaii, a third-generation wrestler, a son of Samu, who also at one time had an NWA World Championship match against Ric Flair, grandson of Afa the Wild Samoan, 
Uh, Lance himself has had a NWA World Heavyweight Championship match prior to this. And even though the NWA are breeze over it, I'll make sure to mention that that was a very important win for Nick Aldis. Uh, Mad Dog Matt Cross, he, uh, he, um, he, he came out with a lot of havoc to try to get that championship. And that was a great match. And they even recently defended it in, in Maryland. Um, so he's defended it all over, not just in China against, you know, Cole Cabana, but all over the world. And I think it's going to be great for him, just another further jewel in his cap to help the Aldous Crusade. Well, and I don't want to say anything disparaging against Tim Storm, because I think he did as good a job as anyone could have done as NWA world champion. But you can see just by the amount of defenses that Nick Aldis has had in his short time as champion uh, versus how many defenses that Tim Storm was able to, to uh, have and, and the places that, uh, again, Nick Aldis has been able to defend that title. I mean, again, Tim did the best job he could. He, he actually got the belt to Japan, which I think is amazing, uh, in a time where the NWA was not – the biggest and brightest it had ever been. Uh, you know, Tim Storm was still defending that title against a former, a former sumo wrestler. So it was good to see, you know, it was good to see Tim Storm get some of those big defenses uh, in his time. But again, his track record just got dwarfed by Nick Aldis. And we're talking about maybe uh, Aldis winning the title um, in December of 2017 and since then he had one defense in january that was the slowest month he had in 2018 he's had basically his entire february was booked every weekend most of his march was booked every weekend um outside of the trip to china he's been doing double uh bookings on it throughout april you know uh you mentioned his match in maryland against uh, brandon scott again that was in front of uh, a large crowd where they were doing a tribute to the legend. So there was a lot of big name, um, you know, stars that were in attendance. So it's not just the fans that are seeing the NWA resurrection, but it's some of the old timers who are getting an opportunity to see a belt that was once so coveted, uh, being coveted again. That is true. And it's, um, history is something that's often ignored, but with the NWA, a lot of the basis and the importance of that championship is rooted and deep-rooted in history. The problem is they can't just rely on their roots. They need to grow and reach toward the sky. That way they could further enhance the brand. Now, Tim Storm, I think if he would have had a similar um, marketing campaign behind him, and he even did for a short time, his championship matches and his defenses might have been more prevalent and he might have been had more publicity on him in all honesty the poor guy had was held by quite a few rainbow and glasses covered albatrosses and and stuff like that holding him down instead of elevating him and putting more attention on themselves if uh he would have had somebody who was actually properly there behind him in his corner or a company maybe behind his corner or maybe even an alliance there behind him in his corner we would talk about tim storm in a much higher light he was a good guy for the championship uh, there are some other people that also held that championship in the dark times and did the best they could with it and did better than they really probably had any rights to. But um, right now, if the eyes on the NWA and the Billy Corrigan and Lagana able to be able to showcase certain things, 
I think they're doing a good job at it. Unfortunately, Lagana is the pretty much 99.9% of the work done is him, I believe. And the other 1% is probably him under an alter ego. But, um, <laughs> and I know what it's like when you have to do everything yourself, how you have to put everything on your own shoulders. I think that's both a good thing for what the company's trying to do and trying to save money and trying to put more assets into where they need to go. Unfortunately, it's been, what, two weeks now since the championship match in uh, China, and they really haven't done much to publicize it, even though even the win, I don't remember seeing much about it. And I know they're trying to talk about it on their 10 pounds of gold series and save all the information for that. But it's done and passed, unfortunately. And it's kind of like why the wrestling DVD market doesn't do as well as it used to, because now you can see everything live and as it's happening and know what's happening as it's going on. So by the time the DVD comes out, it's already old news and nobody cares about it. And that's what I'm afraid is going to happen if they continue on the road where they don't seem to get the information out as quickly as it could be. And again, I can't say anything against it because I know again how hard it is to have to do everything yourself and still have to maintain any kind of life or anything else you have to do outside of wrestling. But it's true that I think they're not capitalizing on the momentum as much as they possibly could because of those restrictions. Well, you know, and we were talking about, uh, well, I was talking about Colt Cabana um, on my uh, old uh, other show that I was doing, Jake House View, that you can uh, listen. If you uh, follow me on Twitter, you'll find the links. I don't really want to publicize it too much on this show, but we talked about Colt Cabana's uh, ability to, do it yourself but it was kind of a mindset that launched the seven levels of hate where two guys pretty much did all the work to the uh to get the uh, attention spotlighted on them um the seven levels of hate was very much a do-it-yourself project um and dave lagana i think if it's not drawing some aspiration from seven levels of hate he probably should have because uh, that's what's happening now. I mean, although Nick Aldis is the man in the ring, uh, a lot of what's happening behind the scenes is that it's very much like a startup for the NWA. They're the, uh, turning 70 years old this year, but they're very much a startup right now where there's really two or three guys, and that's it. And so we do see a slow turnaround on some of the product, but I think um, with that being said, you also want quality over quantity. And I know that's it's, it's a thin line because, uh, like you said, relevancy is very important, uh, especially in the wrestling industry, because uh, when people stop talking, you know, they go on to something else. Uh, I think the video that they did with the 10 pounds of gold with Colt Cabana did a great job of painting the picture of who Colt is for the new fans who aren't familiar with Colt, because believe it or not, there is a, uh, a reawakening for the NWA right now. There's a lot of fans who weren't familiar with the NWA 10 years ago who are now, you know, because of, you know, some of them, you know, they know who Colt Cabana is, but maybe didn't know he was a world champion. Um, so it was a great introduction. If anything, it, it at least invited um, viewers to know who Colt Cabana is in this universe, this NWA. And I think they did such a good job of telling that story. Um, but the follow-up needs to happen and hopefully sooner than later because, uh, you know, being there live and if I can, you know, 
boast a little bit. I was in China live. I did see the match, and it was tremendous. And I think a lot of people would be very happy with the results of the match, not just the end result of who won and who lost, but the actual ring work inside the ring. It, it wasn't a softy. It wasn't a, it wasn't a throwaway match. It wasn't a typical TV match. And remember, this show is taped for television. This match will air on Fight TV with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. But, of course, the 10 Pounds of Gold storyline and all the um, documentary focus that uh, Lagana normally puts into the 10 Pounds of Gold will only be on the 10 Pounds of Gold, not so much on the uh, finished product from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I do enjoy most of the 10 Pounds of Gold series, and I've heard the criticism both positive and negative toward it. It seems the positive and negative, though, seems to center around similar things. Um, there do seem to maybe need to put more interest on somebody besides the champion, I think. And obviously that's not in the 10 pounds of gold if they're talking about not the champion. Unfortunately, when they do seem to put spotlight on somebody who's not the champion, it seems to be Josephus. And I guess he has his fans, but it seems that the circle that I hang around with, I can't find one of them or any message board. It seems like he might be, I know he's kind of their pet project and maybe they think that they can get him over. They can get anybody over. But to me, it just seems like a waste of resources. They could do something better. That's, you know, that would help the company better. If you had to turn on the TV and see Josephus, and watch him, and that's the only thing somebody saw the NWA, do you really honestly and truly believe that that's going to push the company to a further uh, evolution of interest and and popularity? Well, so I know that Joe Cesus isn't everyone's cup of tea, but I think part of what we're dealing with is he's available. It's not like Cody Rhodes is sitting there saying, hey, guys, put me on 10 pounds of gold. Hey, Young Bucks or Kenny Omega or, you know, Chris Jericho, hey, come film a 10 pounds of gold episode with us. It's kind of hard to – and I know there are other guys out there too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, uh, Impact Wrestling just parted ways with the former Pepper Parks, who I like to note was a former – NWA national champion who Dave Lagana put uh, a lot of praise to um, on Twitter, acknowledging that he was a great worker and and was very enjoyable uh, to work with in his time in Impact Wrestling. So, I mean, we could be seeing new faces show up, and I guarantee you if somebody like um, Rusev was able to get out of his contract, that you know, the NWA would certainly be interested in working with somebody like that. But it's, again, it's who's available for you to work with because, again, they don't have contracts and a lot of the talent that maybe we'd like to see is currently under contract. So uh, I get what you're saying there, and it would be a lot more fun to see new faces. Uh, again, Colt Cabana was somebody who got uh, heavily heavily covered uh, for the 10 pounds of gold crimson, uh, got a nice treatment when he was challenging for the title. Tommy dreamer was featured heavily in the 10 pounds of gold. 
Um, but it would be nice to see, like you said, if they started focusing on another direction of the NWA. Um, you know, on our message board at alliance-wrestling.com, the, uh, the question was posed, who should the NWA, which championship should the NWA revive next? And I think overwhelmingly the women's championship won. Actually, I think it was a junior heavyweight championship, slightly followed by the women's championship. Well, I stand corrected. I'll go on right now to check, but I believe that is correct. Well, who we're racing to see who can get there fast, uh, faster, right? Exactly. Um, I have ten thousand. Well, I mean, because I'm doing everything. <laughs> so, well, regardless, um, if another title was reintroduced to the brand, um, it certainly would give the uh, NWA more. Um, opportunity to focus on other talent, but at the same time, again, we're talking about uh, a one-man startup. You know, um, Billy Corgan is off making music, making concerts. Um, yes, he has a word in creative, but I guarantee you he's not holding a camera to you. He's not editing film. So it, it gets to a point where who's going to do all of this work? And until, you know, until the NWA really takes that next big step with television or not television, but a, a weekly series. Um, I don't think we're going to get a lot more than what we're getting now. And I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, I do agree that more would be better, but again, we want quality, not quantity. And I think ultimately it's just going to take time for the, um, it's going to take time for them to be to kind of grow into that. But I, I mean, I, I've heard rumors. I've heard uh, potentially before the end of the year that they're going to have TV, um, you know, and, and we just have to kind of wait and see. There's nothing concrete yet. The irony is I think our show must be so popular right now that the servers are coming down because I'm having trouble getting on the lions-wrestling.com right now. At least the you form. and me both, brother. It must be all the people listening to the show talking about the NWA right now, and they want to go on alliance-wrestling.com to express their opinions. Keep trying, my friends. We'll get on, I'm sure. You'll get on. But uh, that said, (laughs) um, quality over quantity, who's left? Is it really that they can't find somebody that's in any way, shape, or form better than – Josephus. I mean, maybe they could have spent some of the time on third-generation wrestler Lance on Hawaii, whose cousin just recently headlined a, an event in uh, Saudi Arabia, and his other cousins just happened to be in a tag championship match in Saudi Arabia, Arabia and his father's held championships throughout the wrestling business, and the on Hawaii name means something. Maybe, I don't know, he could be somebody. Uh, Matt Cross, all right, maybe because of Lucha Underground, you may not get into him, but they could spend more time on just about anybody. I mean, look at the list of challengers. There's so many people that could potentially be great matches for all this. Uh, and, and, and again, Cole Cabana's one, and Tommy Dreamer was one, and Lance on Hawaii was one, and Matt Cross was one, and, uh, you know, there's other challenge. Cole, uh, I think I said called Reddy, but Cole Cabana. Um, a lot of great challengers, but look who else it could possibly be. Whatever happened to the guy that used to do the We the People gimmick in the WWE? I can't remember his real name. Uh, Jake Hager? Hager? Yeah, Jake Hager. That's Jake. it, yeah. Well, you know, he again, I don't know how binding. 
I don't know how binding those contracts are. And, you know, I don't want to get a cease and desist letter, but uh, he's on another program on the LRA network. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Gotcha. All right. Well, then uh, I'm still just a nice amount of challengers out there. I mean, I oh, definitely sure. don't want to see Alberto de Rio. Who wants? I, there's nobody in the right mind that should book that guy. But um, <laughs> there's some top wrestlers in the Northeast, in California, in Texas, all over that could possibly be great challengers, or even somebody that could keep a focus. And if they do, let's say they do go for the women's championship as the next belt they bring back. Look at all the the women wrestlers out there that are hotter than ever when it comes to the wrestling action and the people wanting to see them. They recently released Kimberly. Good example. There's, um, I know she just recently started working for impact wrestling, but Tessa Blanchard. What about Casey Carlisle, former women's champion or the current champion jazz? That could be all, that could be three people, four people right there that could be focused on. Absolutely. And, uh, without a doubt, uh, you know, Jazz was a great champion. Um, didn't get an opportunity to shine, but again, this was in the down days of the NWA. I mean, is that is that appropriate to say? This was in a time where uh, the things black just hole weren't. Of the NWA. <laughs> well, you know, I once someone asked me, "Well, didn't the NWA die back in 1994?" And I said, "No, man, it's like a cockroach. You're not going to kill it just because you threw a title down." No. You're not gonna. The NWA didn't die when Impact Wrestling and NWA split. It didn't die when they stopped appearing on Monday Night Raw, and they didn't die when Adam Pearce and Colt Cabana left the title in Australia. The fact of the matter is, the NWA seems to just find a way to exist, and I think that's probably one of the most endearing qualities about the NWA is it won't die. And I think under the current ownership that's behind it. They're going to find ways to, to keep being innovative, and I, I think that's one of the best things, best qualities about Lagana is he's not resting on the laurels of the NWA. They're looking at branching out. They're looking to make uh, new new um, avenues to the consumer. Where you know traditionally, how do you watch wrestling? You put on the TV or you go down to the local sportatorium and, and you watch wrestling. Uh, they're trying to find ways to bring wrestling into as many eyeballs as they can, whether that be on social media, uh, like YouTube or streaming platforms. Um, I know, I, I know for a fact, look on, it's talked to more than one company about streaming uh, capabilities. I, I know he's talked to more than one company about uh, being on uh, regular TV. So uh, I really think the opportunity is growing, but getting back to jazz, I think when when the NWA has a bigger spotlight that they can share, when they have more time, I really hope that jazz is given that opportunity to shine, given that opportunity to to wear that NWA World Championship the same way that Tim Storm was, and and we'll see. I mean, we're we're going to see. I mean, we've heard some of the rumors about the former champions who tried to hold up the NWA or tried to pass off uh, less than uh, less than real uh, championship belts. I mean, you, I've heard all kinds of rumors about what's happened between, you know, Bruce Tharp uh, selling the brand to Billy Corgan and when 
Dave Lagana and Billy Corgan actually started uh, managing the brand, there was uh, all kinds of weird stories. And we'll, we'll just see. I mean, we're kind of in the same holding pattern we were a year ago, except for now we're getting world title matches and various promotions across the United States, well, really across the world, because Nick Aldis has defended the title. We're now at three different continents. Well, where else could he possibly defend now? Think about it. I mean, he's probably got a home for championship wrestling from Hollywood as long as that situation seems to be going well. I'm sure House of Hardcore, and when it does its tours, it, you know, they'll bring Aldis with them because they, they used Aldis before, and they'll continue to use Aldis, I'm sure, even after he's not with the NWA. So I'm sure that, you know, that could – that situation can go, but where else? I mean, they they tried at the CZW shows in Philadelphia, and I think Stevie Wonder could have seen that that was a bad idea. Um, are there any other big promotions that could really highlight the National Wrestling Alliance instead of being like an embarrassment? Well, I, I mean, I think yes. Um, there's still a relationship, I don't know, uh, what the nature of the relationship is, but there's still a relationship between the National Wrestling Alliance and uh, Impact Wrestling. We know for a fact that they have the, uh, the uh, what's the match called? Uh, the empty arena match with Josephus and Tim Storm at the Impact Zone. So, I mean, I know there's some sort of relationship there. Could we see the NWA World title appear on Impact Wrestling? It's not like... Um, it's not like Impact hasn't brought the guys back and forth from the throughout the years back onto that show. I mean, you mentioned uh, Alberto Patron, but I mean, even Scott Steiner recently returned to their program to win the tag titles. Um, I mean, Austin Aries just a few years ago was quite removed from Impact Wrestling, but you know, there he was as world champion. It wouldn't shock me at all to see Nick Aldis appear in the impact zone with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship um, outside of the NWA or excuse me outside of Impact Wrestling Does that help Impact Wrestling do you think? Does it is it something like they're going it's a step backwards because of their former association with the NWA? Can that help Impact get more views and more interest? It would definitely help the NWA but is it something that could be mutually symbiotic or is it just something that is like a favorite asked and, and you know, that he gets put on a couple of TV tapings on maybe a pay-per-view? Well, I don't see it as a setback for impact. Um, again, impact wrestling is in a weird uh, dichotomy right now where it is trying to be more of a, it's kind of, it kind of feels like an indie promotion, but with a national audience, um, whatever credibility, um, you know, the impact championship had when it split from the NWA world championship, I don't think would be diminished by a return of the NWA world title. I mean, when we look at SmackDown and raw, you look at the WWE and there's two major world titles. Does you know, does AJ and Nakamura take away from Roman and and uh, Brock Lesnar? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. don't think so. You do? 
the I do. The NWA championship, I mean, the WWE championship means a lot more when there's two world championships. It's not like the old days when, when you could have the NWA world championship and then there's something special when you had the AWA championship on the card. Because, um, you know, there, was, there were larger territories and there was a different type of system nowadays. Now, if you call a championship a world championship, it should be the, the championship. And if Impact wants to claim their championship as a world championship, it diminishes by having somebody else who claims to be the world championship, unless they're looking to unify them. Hmm. I mean, I guess that's a difference of opinion. I, I, I see the point that you're making. I still see the NWA world title as a special attraction. I mean, certainly it wouldn't be on every episode of Impact. Like, it's not on every episode of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Like, it's not at every House of Hardcore TV taping. Um, nor should it be because it's a it's a special attraction. It's a title that um, has been defended around the world um, and is currently being defended around the world, um, but it's not a part of a normal storyline for Impact Wrestling. Um, with that being said, I mean, we recently saw the world champion in the quarter of Marty Skrull during a Ring of Honor pay-per-view where yeah, – Nick Aldis may or may not have helped um, Marty in his championship uh, match. Um, as we all know, Marty isn't the Ring of Honor world champion. So, um, I mean, there is continuity issues. I, I see what you're saying where it does seem like there could be a uh, a risk if you have one guy proclaiming to be the world champion of Impact and another guy proclaiming to be the world champion of the NWA and both of them should be probably fighting against each other. But then it kind of reminds me of the old four horsemen who everyone in the group was a champion and there usually wasn't any animosity because each person knew their role. Um, that's not to say that Nick Aldis is forming a four horsemen type group with anyone in impact or ring of honor, but it's just that I, I think that having a champion like Aldis can still, uh, coexist with a championship wrestling from Hollywood, a heritage champion or a United wrestling network world champion, at least in far, as far as my opinion is concerned, because again, it's more of a, um, I don't want to say novelty, but it's a special attraction. You won't see the NWA world title, every CWF Hollywood show or any, every impact show or every ring of honor show, but it's certainly he could be showcased while he's there with that title. I'm trying to look at things at both ends. So if, if I have to look at the other end, think of it like when the NWA championship showed up on WWE television, or I was just listening to Jim Cornette talk about how he, Smoky Mountain, within a less than a year's time, in fact, only a few months' time, had their big feud and champions show up on WCW television, and then a few months later show up on WWE television, and how that helps Smoky Mountain. So I guess, yeah, if done right and able to be taken advantage of, I guess it could be helpful for, for the, definitely for the NWA and maybe in a smaller sense for those other promotions. Uh, it would be nice to, if, if Lagana and, and um, Corgan had any, any pull and maybe got him on a NXT show. I think that would give a huge spotlight and send it to the uh, NWA championship to a whole new level or maybe, um, 
maybe a house show, just even something as simple as a house show with the WWE and have Aldis defend against Zack Ryder or something like that in the opening or second or third match. I know a couple of referees and former NWA referees that would have a shit fed that it's not the main event, but I remember hearing many a times where the NWA or the WWF or the WWWF or the AWA championship went on in the middle of a show because they were headlining another show later in the night or because right. of other various reasons. So, you know, just because something is not necessarily in the main event doesn't mean it's not getting proper proper credit. Hell, the event, WWE event tonight in uh, in Saudi Arabia was opened up with John Cena versus Triple H. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, no harm, no foul in having those two legendary performers be on uh, – beyond first um but you know again i think maybe we're pulling the cart before the horse um it would be great to see the world title and our world's champion nick aldis everywhere and anywhere um but at the same time i think we're back to you know where is the champion going to be next you know he'll be in hollywood but what's the next big feud for him what's the next storyline again uh, i don't know that his feud with uh you know, uh, Crimson, um, Anthony Mayweather ha- has been resolved. I don't think his feud with uh, Al, almost said Al Snow, excuse me, Tommy Dreamer. don't believe his feud with Tommy Dreamer has been resolved. Uh, his match with Colt Cabana, I mean, when you guys see it, I think have a new respect for both competitors when that one comes to TV. Um, but what what's next? Well, you did say Al Snow. That would be an excellent match. Al Snow is all about tradition. He's fought against former NWA champions in the past. I think he was even in an NWA championship tournament in the past, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I think he would be an excellent challenger maybe for for Nick Aldis. Um, I just hope when they go to Australia with with Tommy Dreamer's promotion, it's just not four straight nights of him versus Tommy Dreamer. It was a good win for all this, but it's, I don't think that that needs to continue. Um, Dreamer fought hard, got his championship match, and I think Aldis should move on to other things. You know, there's a lot of talented wrestlers in the um, House of Hardcore promotion. Lance on Hawaii was one of them, but I'm, there's a whole lot more, some of them uh, bigger names. I think Aldis would do great to maybe have four championship matches in that show, and if one's against Dreamer, that's fine, but Let's see if maybe other people getting challenges. Absolutely. And, uh, again, I, I think we were talking about this earlier, but former NWA national champion uh, Impact's Braxton Sutter is now a free agent looking for uh, looking for uh, filling up his bookings, you know, from July to December. So, you know, he would be a guy who I think could have a really good – match or a series of matches with Nick Aldis. And again, you know, someone who I'd really like to see get an opportunity against Nick Aldis is a former NWA world champion in his own right, Jack Stane. He just recently came off of uh, an injured shoulder. He's back and a lot sooner than uh, a lot of people thought he would be. Would you like to see a Jack Stane versus Nick Aldis world heavyweight title match? Hell yeah. Uh, Jack Stane is a, is a monster. He's like a, he's like a, a, a human minotaur and not the mantar from the WWE gimmick. I mean, like he is just, he's a tank. That's what he is. 
heavy artillery, and I think him and Aldis would be a great match. He's another wrestler that did a great job for what he had given him in carrying the NWA brand, and I think maybe the proper spotlight on him would be great. Um, I'm not sure if people would want to see Tim Storm get another shot, but I think if Tim Storm versus um, versus Jack's Dane might be something that might draw attention. I mean, you got uh, a House of Hardcore uses Billy Gunn or Bull James or Carlito. Uh, I, I know they use Carl Cabana. He could maybe a rematch with him. Um, Eddie Kingston, you may not know him, but he's he would be a great match. Lance Hoyt. Matt Stryker, MVP. Uh, I, I believe I've, uh, Pepper Parks, the former Pepper Parks, works for House of Hardcore, so that'd be great. I hope he doesn't go against Sammy Callahan because I don't need Nick Aldis getting hit or beat up or hurt because of some missed, timed uh, baseball bat shot. But you know, there's still a large <laughs> amount of wrestlers that could have a great match with Nick Aldis and really elevate the NWA and the championship belt and Nick Aldis and even themselves. Well, I mean, again, when you look at the, um, the record speaks for itself. I mean, he's had over 17 successful defenses. Many of those come, have come from the King, Kingsland Cloverleaf. So I think for sure, Nick Aldis is, uh, well, I think he's here to stay. Um, this wasn't a flash in the pan type uh, type match. Um, you know, I, just changing gears here real quick because we're talking about potential challengers. You, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up, uh, but the 10 pounds of gold kind of alluded to the all-in show. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means that uh, – you know, uh, if Nick Aldis has been invited to participate in the show, if the world title will be on the line at the show. But I, I can think about three guys who I know that are going to be all in that I would love to see Nick Aldis have a match with. Um, I mean, Marty Skrull versus Nick Aldis, I think, would be very fun in an old school. I mean, those guys, uh, those guys kind of came up in the business together. That would be kind of fun to see. Um, you know, I, I, not that I think it's going to happen, but maybe a Kenny Omega versus Nick Aldis would be off the charts. Uh, Okada is supposed to be at the event, but I guess maybe the match that most people are hoping for or dreaming for would be like a Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis. So what, what do you think about a, a matchup like that? Cody Rhodes, the son of a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, he's held championships all over the globe. So I think that would be a great match that would do so. Um, I, I had one in my head that I completely lost, and I thought it would have been a gr- another great challenger at the All In event, but I can't think of it at the moment. But somebody was recently listed. I'm like, that would be a great match with um, with Nick Aldis. I'm looking now at the Hossa Hardcore show, and unfortunately, it doesn't look like. Uh, Nick Aldis is listed, but Jacks Dane and Crimson are, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So yeah, uh, maybe, maybe that, that. Go ahead. I was going to say maybe that's how Crimson does already doesn't like Nick Aldis. Maybe Jacks Dane gets uh, involved in that too. Yeah, and I mean, and the list is growing of guys who are booked for All In, except for Flip Gordon, who. Uh, is not booked for all in. Um, but I, I mean, we could see guys like, uh, uh, 
you know, Ring of Honor, SoCal Uncensored. I mean, Jay Lethal's booked, uh, uh, you know, speaking of uh, Britt Brit Baker's book, I believe. Um, Hangman Page's book. I don't think she'll wrestle uh, for the championship. Say that one more time. I don't think she could wrestle for the NWA World Championship. No, I'm sorry. I was just kind of, I, I looked over a list. Uh, uh, you know, someone who I think might get some consideration is TV's uh, uh, Green Arrow, Steve Amell. He, he'll be on the card. And um, Penta and Phoenix will be on the card. And, uh, gosh, it, it, the, you know, as <laughs> you look down the list, the card is getting more and more stacked as every day. Um, you know, everyone's favorite Joey Janela is going to be there, and he's got some words to say about the NWA World Champion. So, who knows? Uh, if if the world title is defended at all in, I think that would be very interesting. But of course, uh, there's a lot of things that'll have to happen before that can actually happen. Well, there's a lot of great wrestlers in the NWA, or not, I guess not really in the NWA, but that wrestle on events that the NWA champion wrestles on. So I think, you know, that it's going to continue. Hopefully maybe we'll see more going on with the former NWA Smoky Mountain known as Innovate Pro Wrestling. Um, they may be somebody you think of in the future. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's sure. a lot of time to wrestle. How about current House of Hardcore television champion Willie Mack? Now you're talking... Uh, I think Willie Mack would, uh, you know, Willie Mack didn't get very many shots at the world champion. He did have a shot at Pierce when Pierce was champion. Um, but uh, he is certainly someone who I think the fans who don't know Willie Mack would certainly fall in love with them the minute they see him in the ring. Uh, very similar to Colt Cabana in that, you know, he kind of just gets over with one fan at a time. And it, I think Willie Mack would be uh would be perfect as a, a challenge for Nick Aldis. And, you know, and he's got a lot of matches that are coming up here um, in the next few months. Uh, you know, his, his, uh, most of his summer bookings are kind of open still. I mean, uh, with May just around the corner, um, he's going to be in Hollywood. We know in September, he's supposed to be in uh, September. He's supposed to be heading back to the UK. We know that in July he'll be part of the House of Hardcore Tours, but there's not a lot of matches that are set up for the world champion. So I think a lot of this is just going to be a wait and see and kind of things are happening that we don't know about. and You know, we won't know until they're announced. But um, I don't know. I think it's a good time to be a fan of the National Wrestling Alliance. I think the 10 pounds of gold, uh, as we previously said, has been very entertaining, although um, it might not come out as quickly as we would like. I don't think there's been really a bad episode of the uh, 10 pounds of gold. And um, I don't know. I think it's a good time to be a fan of the NWA. It is a good time to be an NWA fan. It's always been a good time to be a Nick Aldis fan. He's on the Aldis crusade. And I think, and you know what? Think about this guy. He's the NWA world heavyweight champion. He gets defended all over against the top talent and he gets to go home to Mickey James. Win win, and uh, yeah, you know we've got some we've got some time here. So let me talk a little bit about my time in China um, that I kind of been bragging about on social media. If you guys are following uh, my Twitter, 
It's not that China, sir. Thank you very much. I'm oh, a married man. How, oh, okay. how dare you, sir? I um, you spent one no, night but, in China. Uh, no, I spent one night in Wenchow. And uh, actually, I spent a couple of nights in Wenchow. And just to kind of give you guys an overview of what happened. Um, so this show uh, didn't happen overnight. In fact, it was a product of like a three-year negotiation where Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, uh, President David Marquez, along with uh, the man formerly known as Simon Inoki, who now goes by Simon Kelly, uh, his promotion in, in China, uh, the Shanghai Dojo, and EW Shanghai. Um, they've been trying to bring wrestling to mainland China for quite some time. Now, there is wrestling in China. Um, there are a lot of indies, and of course, the WWE has had a few shows there. And if you look at what, um, over the course of the last 50 years, I mean, the Japanese Wrestling Association, which was founded by, uh, help me out with the name because I know I'm going to mispronounce it, uh, Ricky Zokin. Help me out with that, Jaden. I don't really know. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know, but it sounds, that's good enough for me. Okay. Well, you know, no offense to the legend, but. uh, uh, Oh, Rico Dozen? Dozen. You're trying to say Ricky Dozen? Yes, thank you. That's what I was trying to Ricky say. Dozen. Um, right. Ricky Dozen. Ricky Dozen. You're so bad to figure that out. <laughs> you know, see, someone once told me, right, if you've only ever read the name and you've never heard someone else pronounce it, then you shouldn't feel bad about mispronouncing it because you've never heard it before. So um, Ricky Zokin, uh, you know, he founded <laughs> Japanese Pro Wrestling, and uh, he brought the Japanese Wrestling Alliance to – China and his two uh, prized pupils at the time were uh, Giant Baba and of course Antonio Inoki. Some 30 years later, New Japan Pro Wrestling came to China and attempted to run shows, had two shows in Hong Kong and two shows in Harbin. Um, these shows were just kind of one offs. The, the, the demand for pro wrestling didn't really stick. Um, about another 20 years later, you had Dragon Gate coming to China to try to run shows all the while WWE uh, tiptoeing in through Shanghai and Hong Kong over the years. Um, but pro wrestling as a an everyday promotion, a national promotion, just hasn't happened. It's what Simon Kelly was trying to do with uh, Shanghai with the Shanghai Dojo. They're trying to create a wrestling brand. They're trying to create a wrestling culture. And honestly, when you go to China. Um, they understand wrestling, but they don't. They don't understand it. I, I think that they tend to believe that uh, everything that they're seeing is 100% legitimate, and so they have to kind of be educated on to what pro wrestling is. Um, they uh, at the show that I attended, there was a shoot fight which was really just a work shoot uh, between uh, Shannon Rich and Lou, um, I'm going to butcher his name, I think it's Win- Winbo, Lou Winbo. Uh, Lou is a member of the Shanghai Dojo. Uh, he's fought previously for like Pride and uh, uh, Rebel Fighting, which is I believe a Chinese uh, MMA company. Uh, Shannon has fought all over the world. He does bare knuckle boxing, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu. Um, he's done a lot of mixed martial arts 
in the past, they had a work shoot fight that really didn't come off great. I think the fans kind of were on the fact that it was a work to shoot and it kind of, um, the fans soured on it pretty quickly. There was a ladies match that featured, uh, former NWA women's champion, Barbie Hayden. And she took on championship wrestling from Hollywood's, um, Heather Monroe. And that match it was a pretty good match. The fans were into it. Um, I think they were a little confused though, because both competitors had blonde hair. Both competitors were, uh, kind of like a mirror image. And I don't know if they knew who they were supposed to cheer for or who they were supposed to boo for. And a lot of the cattiness that Heather Monroe in the ring kind of was, uh, uh, appreciated as bravado as opposed to uh, healing it up. Um, Barbie Hayden lost her third match in China in uh, Wen Chow. Uh, the tag team match with uh, Reno Scum and uh, Eric Watts and his partner uh, Alex Chamberlain was uh, it was great for what it was. Uh, Eric Watts' partner wasn't there, who was originally booked. Somebody who you're familiar with, Barrington Hughes. Um, there were some issues with his uh, visa, and so he wasn't able to make the trip. Um, luckily, enough, luckily, luckily enough for the championship wrestling from Hollywood, uh, Alex Chamberlain was able to uh, step up. And he had a really great match with Reno Scum. I really tip my hat off to Alex because he literally was on a plane for 13 hours in or 18 hours in wrestled his match and basically got on the plane and went back home. So, uh, that, that guy earned a lot of, uh, respect in my hat for being a professional. And of course the world championship match, um, you'll see it as the weeks come on championship wrestling from Hollywood or on the 10 pounds of gold, but it was a lot of, uh, the fans were very much into that match. They did a great job of, leading them in with they started off with a little bit of comedy and really worked it into a serious match where the fans were really getting into it. And I think, uh, well, I know for a fact that Cabana and Aldous earned the respect of that crowd at the end of the night. Well, that's actually a good thing. It's You can come into a building and they may not know who you are, but if they leave the building and not know who you are, you didn't do your job. That way, if you if you made them respect you and make them love you, it's kind of like Rocky Balboa and Rocky Four. The Russians hated them, but by the end of that, they loved them. So that's what you kind of want to do. Because if I can change and you can change and we can all change. It, it, anyways, um, <laughs> the building was actually uh, <laughs> If he dies, he dies. The building itself was actually pretty great. I mean, uh, some of the photos, I don't know if, uh, if you guys have seen them. I'll be posting more as the weeks come by. Um, you can actually follow us on Instagram at Alliance, the word dash wrestling, because Alliance dash wrestling was already taken. Um, but I'll be posting more photos from the event, as well as some photos from the New Japan Pro Wrestling event that was in Long Beach, California a couple months ago, as well as the uh, event, the Wrestle Fair event that's happening in my backyard this weekend. Um, Lots of fun stuff that's coming to that uh, Instagram account. But specifically, there will be the pictures from Wen Cho, which I shot over 500 photographs of that night. Um, the building itself was great. 
uh, it probably could have warehoused close to, I'd say, about 6,000 fans, maybe more. They kind of section it off a little oddly because they're they're new to wrestling. They didn't want to have floor seats on one side of the section because that's where their uh, emissaries and political figures would sit. So uh, it kind of, on the hard cam, it kind of looks a little odd because there weren't people sitting there. Um, they, they had a great entrance ramp, uh, great lighting, a great promo video before the show. I don't know if that'll make TV or not. Um, but the whole setup looked great. Very reminiscent of a New Japan Pro Wrestling show. Um, and, and just to further in with that, uh, the crowd was probably... I want to say around 2,500, maybe 3,000. Um, but I knew, I know for a fact that people were coming in from different provinces, different cities. This wasn't just a win show crowd. In fact, I had a guy on Twitter message me who was actually from Australia, but lives in China, has a wife and a child who flew about an hour show out. And one of the photos I've already posted on Instagram was a fan with an NWA replica title belt. Um, talking to him in his limited English, he said he spent about um, 30,000 yen, and I, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but the currency for the Chinese is like a, a $6, six, one to six ratio, where every one of our dollars is worth six of theirs, so the math comes out to about $500 for that title belt, which I think is a uh, it's about what I paid for. Well, not what I paid, but who the person who bought my belt paid for uh, for my replica, and his looked great. His looked like the real deal. So I mean, it's it's kind of cool that there is an audience in China. They are welcome to this wrestling. They they want to follow it. They want to buy it. They want to be into it. Um, but the culture has to catch up to it. And uh, of course, it it'll help when more promotions are running. If there ever becomes a national promotion in China, I think that would certainly help. But all in all, um, I think China's ready for pro wrestling. I think this show proved it. And, uh, well, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully the NWA will return. Well, yeah, hopefully we'll see some NWA wrestling action and some other wrestling actions. Maybe it'll be nice to see great wrestling action from all over, not just the National Wrestling Alliance, but... I hope wrestling in general, professional wrestling as a sport and as a entity and as a work of art. I can't believe I called it that, but um, I hope it all continues to thrive and do well. And everybody in professional wrestling, at least the ones that are worth being in the company, are uh, are, are doing well. You know who else I do, helps do, does really well? Who's that? I hope Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators does well because they have an event on June 23rd at the Maxfit Sports Center and located at Delcy Drive in Glassboro, New Jersey. And I hope they do really well because they have a WWGP championship match with William Huckabee defending, a dog tag team championship match, a Dirty Money defending the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators heavyweight championship match against Break and Rant. Also, WWE Superstar The Patriot and WWE Superstar Matt Stryker will be there. I heard that Matt Stryker, uh, yeah, I heard Matt Stryker was recently announced. He missed the last show. He wanted to make it up to the fans, so he's trying to get to this show, and and he's going to be there. That's true, and I don't know who he's wrestling. It's up to Dr. Zirconium, but 
so far. There's some really big matches. That aforementioned Barrington Hughes, all 555 pounds on him, is going to go on a battle of gargantuans, a war of gargantuans against six foot eight Troy Russell. Uh, Sean Donovan's making his return. He's who the Patriots taken on. Uh, we got he got bundles there who is is as talented as his name is interested. Did one uh, uh, O'Neill's going to be there, and it's going to be a lot of great wrestlers. The return of the old school empire of Pat and Vinny the Fixer, the debut of Chris Steeler, the debut of Pat Shamrock. So there's a long list of talented wrestlers are going to be there on June 23rd at the Max Sports Fat Max Fit Sports Center, located at 240 Delcy Drive South in Glassboro, New Jersey. Make sure to go to Dog Pro Wrestling. That's D A W G Pro Wrestling dot com for all your information about that event. I can't wait to see what how that gets updated soon. <laughs> well, you know that webmaster you have, you might think about replacing him because the guy's kind of a lazy turd sometimes. So maybe, uh, maybe if he hears this, he'll uh, get to work and start actually putting some content up on that site. Um, but guys, I, I, we're running out of time here, so I just want to put in a few more cheap plugs. Uh, Jaden, is there anything else you want to plug before I start plugging away? Um. No, I'm pretty much fine. Make sure you go to alliance-wrestling.com. Check out their forum. They have a section on all kinds of wrestling promotions, and including the NWA and Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. So make sure you check that out. And make sure you click on all the links and give all the likes. Check out the Facebook pages. And if you want, check out the owner of Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. That's Dr. Lawrence Arconium. And his, his Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash lawrence.zirconium. You also check out dog at, at dog wrestling. So you can check out those, all those different places. And uh, as far as uh, the Alliance, uh, Jaden, thank you for plugging the website. That's, again, www.alliance-wrestling.com. Um, we recently opened up an Instagram page. If you guys would like to take a look at that, it's instagram.com forward slash alliance, the word dash wrestling. We also have a Twitter page at the Alliance blog. Make sure you follow that. We're also on Facebook, uh, forward slash Alliance Wrestling. And uh, I think the rumor is that there might be a Twitch channel coming. So stay tuned for that. I don't know what that's all about yet, but we'll see. And, uh, well, I mean, I guess that's going to do it for us for tonight. So for our uh, fallen comrade, DKM, we hope that you uh, enjoy your assignment. Hope you uh, will join us next time for a, uh, Mr. Jaden, I am J-Cal, and we'll check you guys next time. Have a good night. Have a great night. And, DK, I know you're really not here because I burned the Philadelphia Eagles owner gave the Dallas Cowboys, but I hope you feel better. And enjoy your assignment. And good night now.